Welcome into the Air Raid Sports Podcast. I am Chandler Carney, and with me tonight is Zach Freeman. What up? Brady Scott is not here in studio today. Um, I know it puts a whole asterisk on, on the with me as always, but he has a good reason. He has extra credit he needs to attend tomorrow, so he passes college and gets a degree. So good luck to him on that. We have his pigs, and we'll be getting into them in a, in a moment. But first, I want to talk October baseball real quick. Uh, Zach, you're a bit of a baseball expert. Um, it's a good Chris October night. And fall has finally arrived, and it's in full effect because the Braves have actually shit the bed again. As a lifelong Braves fan, how's that make you feel? Well, you're not wrong. The Braves have a knack for breaking my heart completely in October, if they get there. They did get there this year with high hopes of moving on to the NLCS finally since the early 2000s. And uh, just a couple things didn't work out. And it really hurts, but we're moving on. Now, is it true that Freddie Freeman is actually your cousin? As much as I would like to say yes, no. Speaking of Freddie Freeman, though, how do you call out Acuna and then you go 0 for 12 the rest of the way? Um, Just the way of the land? I feel like it was the right thing to do for him. He's kind of the veteran of the team. It was the right thing for him to go 0 for 12. No. It was the right thing for him to call out Acuna because Acuna is, you know, kind of the rookie still. And Freddie has been there and uh, experienced all of the postseason action. Or, Very limited. Yeah, limited postseason action, many seasons. Um, sometimes it's not enough to hear it just from your manager, but some of the veteran players. And it was just kind of bad luck. Freddie had a bad series. It's, you know, he's a perennial MVP candidate, or at least top five MVP candidate. He does what he does every year, and it just sucked that he had a bad series. Coming off of an injury, you might note. All right, so let's think about this for a second. I don't know if you've thought about this at all. Acuna, what we're talking about is, you know, Acuna thinks he hits his one deep and it's gone, and he's not hustling and he only gets a single. And they end up losing that game. And you could quite frankly point back to that moment and say that's why they lost that game. So you probably, in a way, you could point back to that moment and say that's the reason they lost the series. Yeah, it's hard not to blame that game on that because very easily could have been a double. Ozzy Albies uh, would have moved him over the next at bat, but obviously wasn't hustling, didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Uh, it's very tough pill to swallow, seeing that it's already happened two times in, in the regular season which if only one time Snicker actually did something about it. Um, it's just really hard to handle something like that in the playoffs. Uh, limited roster. Um, it's just hard to take one of your best players out of the lineup in that kind of situation, even though he did something like that. I mean, I agree with that. So I'll ask you two more questions here about baseball. And I won't make you suffer anymore. What do the Braves need to do going forward to make sure they can get past this and make a deeper run at it next year? Um, 
first off, and the main thing is pitching. Uh, I think we're set up for success for many years to come with our young lineup and our pitching. But to me, our bullpen is not where it needs to be. It got substantially better after the uh, trade deadline. The start pitching is still very young with Soroka. Fulte Nevich is a little experienced, but still kind of young. And uh, Max Freed, which you didn't see him start in the postseason out of the bullpen. Um, and the Braves, something they've been really good at in the past several years was signing veteran starters that have a good track record. Um, highly doubt we signed Kako again because he's proven his worth. Once again, as he always does, he'll probably take free agency and go somewhere else. But we need to find somewhere else of or somebody else of his caliber. Second, um, I really think we need to sign Josh Donaldson. Austin Riley showed a lot of promise, but he also showed that he's not ready to be an everyday third baseman. He has a lot of power, a lot of pop in his bat. Uh, Not a very good average hitter at the moment. He could be an upside defensive third baseman, but he's just not quite there yet with his bat. He, uh... He showed a lot of downside with breaking balls. Pitcher finally figured that out after he hit about 13 home runs in 20 or 30 games on a real hot streak, and they figured him out and quit throwing fastballs, so he started slumping. So I think sign Josh Donaldson, sign a veteran pitcher, and help the bullpen. Now, what's your pick from here on out going to the World Series and who wins it all? I know you're hoping for a Yankees-Nationals. Well, really hope the Astros make it, and I think they will. That uh, trio starting pitching they have is just – it's unmatchable. It's, I mean, with Verlander and Garrett Cole and Zach Greinke, that's just unheard of. It's like the Braves of the 90s with Smoltz and Maddox and Tom Glavin. I just don't know if the Yankees can get by that. In the National League, it's uh, the Nationals got a lot of help tonight with one of their lower end starters in there. Uh, Sanchez, Anibal Sanchez going what seven or eight no hit innings? Yeah, I think it's like seven and a half, yeah, seven and a quarter, a third. He really helped him out when you have Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. As after him, it's uh, seems like an easy task after he has a night like that. So Right now, the Nationals look really well. I don't know who I want to go, being a Braves fan. Cardinals put us out. Nationals are a bitter divisional rival. I really don't care. I'm just rooting for the American League at this point. But you're really rooting for the Astros. You don't like the Yankees either. That's correct. You kind of want the Astros to win so uh, that dude can cover his losses when he gives away free furniture. I mean, you haven't heard about that? No. Uh, so this guy in Houston, he uh, he placed a three and a half million dollar bet on the Astros to win the World Series because he owns a furniture store, and he promised that if the Astros won the World Series, he would give away free furniture. Well, he had to do something to cover his losses, so he went and placed a three and a half million dollar bet on the Astros to win it all, so he'd win seven million dollars. And he could cover his losses and give away the free furniture. Was it the same guy that bet that made the bet in Biloxi, Mississippi? 
I don't, I don't know. That was an old elderly man made a three and a half million dollar bet on the Astros to win it all in Biloxi. Was it cut like a couple of days ago? Like, yeah, yeah, probably About a week then. or so ago. Okay. Because yeah. you got to think he's in Houston, like the cl- that's the closest casino to him. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, not a terrible bet, but I could think of a lot of ways to spend three and a half million dollars besides betting on a major league baseball team to win it all. Yeah, but you're looking at you know eleven, twelve million dollars right there. Uh, that'll cover your losses, and then if you lose, I mean, you just lose three and a half million dollars. But it, at least you're just not giving away money, I guess. Yeah, I put that on him for making a bad deal to start with. <laughs> All right, we're getting to some college football picks and uh, discuss a couple games. Uh, what game are you looking forward to most this weekend? Other than Ole Miss, Missouri. Yeah, obviously, Ole Miss, Missouri is going to be a, a decent game, I believe. But uh, other than that, there's two of them that's really on my radar. First off is uh, Florida, LSU, big-time matchup, and Oklahoma and Texas. Very intriguing. Yeah, I like the uh, the uh, Oklahoma-Texas matchup. But I really think that that game, you know, it's just rivalry. Um, I think the Florida-LSU game will be a better game than that one, in my opinion. Florida's defense is definitely going to have to come to play. Uh, I don't know offensively what's going to happen for Florida. It's going to be uh, an interesting challenge for Kyle Trash and and Dan Mullen and these Florida Gators. Yeah, I felt like for since the beginning of the season now that Florida has been a bit overrated. I feel like that also. And I, and I feel like since Felipe Franks went down that the wheels were going to fall off. They haven't yet. I'm very surprised. They've actually looked better offensively. Right. Yeah. He didn't look great, which may be the reason they were over. They seemed overrated. Maybe better off without him. But I felt like the wheels were going to fall off, but they haven't. And to say that if they lose by LSU by 10 or less points, that's a great game for them. Yeah, I mean, I just also want to point out that just because Auburn went to the swamp and lost last weekend, uh, I'm still not off this Auburn hype or, or bandwagon, as I'll call it, because you really just saw the freshman quarterback look like a freshman, and that's why they lost. He took him out of field goal range two or three times, and then if, if that doesn't happen, then they don't give up that long touchdown. So it probably would have been a Auburn hanging in there to win. Yeah, uh, even if Florida's not having a great year, that's one of the toughest places to play in the SEC. And uh, I've said since the beginning of the season, Bo Nix has been incredible. Looks like a great quarterback, but he is a freshman. Yeah. And he is going to have that game, and he had that game last Saturday. Are you worried that Plumlee may have that game this week at Missouri? I mean, I don't think Missouri's going to be that really – Brain rattling. I don't feel like that he has the pressure to have that game because he hasn't. I mean, he's been really good. But I mean, he's, but, already, he's already been to Bryant, didn't he? But Ole Miss isn't. Ole Miss isn't Auburn. They're not. They weren't undefeated. They're not undefeated going into Missouri. They're not ranked high. He he has no worries. Yeah, like you said, he's already been to Bryant Denny Stadium. He has nothing to worry about. They're not undefeated. There's nothing to lose for them. They have nothing to lose. Only. Stuff to gain. That's fair. Well, we'll get in our first pick. Um, 
Brady Scott has texted me all of his picks since he couldn't be here. I want to remind everyone that uh, all of our lines are brought to you by our friends at BetSpurts. Uh, if you haven't been to BetSpurts or seen their app, you should download it. Uh, you can make picks there and read all the latest gambling news. Uh, first, we have Memphis at Temple. Memphis is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Brady Scott is taking Memphis on this one. Uh, who you got, Zach? I'm going to take Memphis. I think they're going to win the game outright. Uh, pretty good offense over the years. I think they're going to do it. Um, I think Temple's look really good. And I think Memphis is a little really good. Um, it's really hard for me because I know that Memphis ha- it has a good football team. I know that. But I'm going to go with the home dog here, and I'm going to take Temple to win this game. I think that uh, they can be outcoached. Um, I think uh, Russo is a very good quarterback, and I think that's what it's going to come down to is quarterback play. Uh, next up, we have Iowa State at West Virginia. Iowa State's a 10-point favorite in this game. Um, Brady Scott takes me and said, Brock Purdy, Iowa State. So, who you got in this game, Zach? Oh, West Virginia has bit me a few times this year. Iowa State looked really good against Iowa. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa State at West Virginia, but not to cover the spread. Ooh. I like it. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State in this game. Also, I don't think West Virginia looks that good this year. But I think Iowa State actually goes into West Virginia and covers at 10 points. Uh, next up on uh, on the schedule, we have Louisville at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a seven-point favorite in this game. Brady Scott is taking Wake Forest. Who do you have, Zach? This is a tricky game because Louisville has looked terrible at times and they look really good at times. Wake Forest has looked good, but I don't know they've played that much competition. I mean, they are undefeated. Yeah. Wake Forest, seven-point favorite at home against Louisville. I'm going to take Wake Forest to win that game. Oh, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to take Wake Forest to win this game as well. Uh I think that uh, Dave Clawson has got this team kind of believing that they can win, and I think they'll get it done at home. Uh, next up, we have Hawaii at Boise State. Boise State's a 13-point favorite. Uh, Brady Scott is taking Boise State in this one. Who you got, Zach? Uh, I think that's a good pick. Hawaii is showing some old signs of the the old Colt Brennan offense. Exciting midway, uh, late night yeah. West game, but – I really believe Boise State will get the uh, the New Year's Six Day game this year, and so I'm gonna pick Boise State. That's a good pick. I'm actually shocked Brady Scott went against his Rainbow Warriors, um, but I think Boise State will win this game. But I do not think that they'll be the team that gets the New Year's Six Bowl from the group of five. I I believe that Brady Scott is going to be with me on this one. And we're taking SMU and Shane Buchel and the Mustangs. That's not a bad pick. But Boise State may be back. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to play out. Uh, next up, we got Texas Tech at Baylor. Baylor's 11-point favorite. Uh, Brady is taking Texas Tech in this game. Who you got? Such a hard pick. Um, Texas Tech put off the upset last week, correct? 
Um, who who did they play last week? Texas Tech. Oh. Yeah, they did uh pull the upset against Oklahoma State last week. I think that's one of the reasons Brady has them to win this game. Uh, which isn't a bad pick. Uh, but I'm gonna go Baylor because I've been riding Baylor all season, and I'm gonna ride them till the wheels fall off. Baylor finally looks good again after losing Art Browse. They had a couple down years after he left. This is a hard choice. Texas Tech hasn't looked bad at all. It's at Baylor. I don't think Texas Tech does the upset two weeks in a row, but I don't think that Baylor covers. I'm going to pick Baylor to win, but don't cover the spread. I remember you texted me when they played Iowa State, and uh, you said Baylor may be back. And I was like, well, you know, they just blew a 20-point lead. so maybe You not. didn't believe me. I did believe you. I, I just said they blew a 20-point lead, and you were unaware of that. It's not looking good. Doesn't Ole Miss uh, open with them next year? With Baylor? Yeah. I don't know if it's next year or not. I think it is next year. Not Matt, looking good. Hey, maybe Plumlee matures fast. Matt Rule has those guys rolling and believing. Uh, next up, we have Cincinnati at Houston. Cincinnati's a seven-point favorite in this game. Uh, Brady Scott's taking Cincinnati. Who are you taking in this one? Um, Houston has showed some promise. But uh, have they? Because I hadn't seen it. Yeah, they've had some high scoring games. The offenses look decent some games. No defense. Have you seen what came out today about them? No. Uh, apparently, Dana Holgerson, since you know they won't, they're one in three, he asked some of the seniors to sit out in red shirt instead of you know just pretty much tanking on the year and try to come back next year strong. But you know, De'Aaron King's already red shirted and he's transferring out. Yeah, and uh, doesn't sound like a good situation at all. But there's never doubt in my mind that Cincinnati will win on the road. Yeah, I like Cincinnati in this one. Uh, they've actually looked good. I think that they have a chance to be in that New Year's Six running. Uh, next up, we have Mississippi State at Tennessee. Uh, Mississippi State's a six-point favorite. Uh, Brady Scott is taking the Bulldogs. Who do you have in this one? It hurts so bad. But I'm picking Mississippi State on this game in Knoxville. You know, um, I can see why people are picking Mississippi State because they're. I don't think it's so much that you're picking Mississippi State, but you're just not picking Tennessee. And I understand that. They looked good against Georgia. The true freshman quarterback, Brian Mauer, has looked, looked decent against Georgia. I think playing this game at home helps him out a little bit in the preparation for the game. So I'm going to go Rocky Top in this one to win this game outright. I sure hope you're right. Next up, we got Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm going to read you word for word what Brady Scott said because I feel like if I don't, it does not do him justice. And he takes me and says, row the boat. He's going Minnesota. So who do you have in this game? Much as I want to, I want to pick Scott Frost in Nebraska, but I just don't think they're there yet. I'm picking Minnesota. I keep going back to this game. Minnesota played against South uh, Dakota State earlier in the year, and they just squeaked by by a touchdown, and I get it. And that's what really scares me about picking Minnesota. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt this week, and that that was just a bad week or that South Dakota State's actually a good FCS team. And uh, I'm going to go with the Gophers in this one. 
Next up, we got a Pac-12 matchup. Washington State at Arizona State. Arizona State is favoring this game by one point. Brady Scott, I finally convinced him, I guess, so I hope it pays off. He's going with the uh, Sun Devils in this one. So who are you taking, Zach? Not so fast, Brady Scott. Um, I love Herm Edwards. I love what he's doing. But I feel like Washington is too strong. They've had uh, some bad games this year. I feel like they're going to bounce back this week at Arizona State and win outright against Arizona State and Herm Edwards. I just – I don't pick against Herm Edwards often, if ever, honestly. Um, I'm going Arizona State in this game because defensively, Wazoo has not been that good. And I really think, you know, Benjamin and Jaden Daniels are going to open this offense up and run it down their throat and then hit them with a the play action. Uh, so, I definitely, I'm going to got Arizona State in this one. Next up, we have Michigan State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a 10-point favorite. Um, Brady says, Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. So, who are you taking in this one, Zach? Oh, it's hard to pick against Wisconsin. They've been running all over people this year. Jonathan Taylor is a beast front runner for the Heisman right now. It's hard as unimaginable as that seems. You got Trevor Lawrence, Tua. Jalen Hurts, just all kind of people, but yet he still seems to shine above all of them. Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Michigan State can't stop him. Michigan, uh, Wisconsin wins this game. So, I know Jonathan Taylor's good, and I know that Wisconsin's good, and I've picked against them. For some reason, I picked Michigan to beat them, and that bit me right in the ass. But we're talking about a Michigan State team that's already seen Ohio State. So I really feel like they're going to come back and have a good game against Wisconsin. But I do not think that they'll beat them. But I think that this will be a closer game than 10 points. I think it's going to come down to a field goal, and Wisconsin is going to get the win. Very possible. It's hard to lose – Badly to somebody after you come out after you come away from Ohio State, yeah, because they look really, really good right now. Ohio State may be the best team in the country, and I get people say they don't play anybody, but but yeah, but what's the equalizer when you don't play anybody? You the have, spread, and you and they've covered, and they're covered, and they've been playing really good football. When you cover a 35, 40 point spread, it makes you look better than. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking like with. Clemson only winning by two points and escaping. Right. I mean, we're talking like putting up 70 points on people, which is what you should do. Yeah. And so I think Ohio State definitely, with a loss, with Auburn losing last week, should be the, the number one team in the country. Next up, we have Ole Miss at Missouri. Missouri's a 12 point favorite <clears throat> in this game. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this game and uh, who do you have in it? Oh, it's so hard for me. Um, I have so much faith in Ole Miss. And I shouldn't. Every sports thing I've ever loved my whole life has let me down. <laughs> uh, including Ole Miss, the Braves. That's really the only two teams I care about in this whole world. <sighs> Plumlee has showed a lot of promise. But it, it really, really pains me so much to know that we're a running team now. What, three, four, five years now we've been a passing team? Uh, more than that, 
Honestly, I mean, when you freeze out here, start throwing yeah, the football. Yeah, you freeze. Oh my gosh, the offense on him, especially for Longo. And it was so balanced on Longo. We threw the ball so much, but we, yet we still had a thousand yard rush every year almost. Yeah. But now we can't throw the ball. I'm not saying that Plumley can't do it. Which Rod just doesn't do. We're it. just not doing it. Rich Rod doesn't call the plays. And that's fine. Last week, he looked like a genius. But we play Vanderbilt. What's going to happen against Mizzou? You know, uh, Kelly Bryant, I thought he was going to be out, but he's not. I don't understand that. He, I mean, he left the game, come back on the sideline with air casts and crutches. I don't understand how he comes back seven days later and can play a football game after he was in a cast and on crutches. Somehow, he miraculously got healed. But um, it's so tough. We're on the road at Columbia. Our Columbus, Missouri. Uh, 12 point spread, right? Yes. The over under is at 56. The total is at 56. I think, I think we, I think Ole Miss wins the game outright. I mean, it, I, it's hard to pick against them, but Plumlee is so, I think he can throw the ball. We get in a situation when we have to. I think he can do it. I just don't think there's plays in the playbook to do it. If Rich Rod can call the plays, Plumlee can. Th- we saw that against Cal in the second half when he had to come in. He can throw the ball. Yeah, but in I guess realistic defense, I mean, Cal sent back and prevent defense, and he was just dumping yeah. it off underneath. Yeah, I mean that's a game changer, but. Are you saying he can't do it? Uh, I'm not saying that. I, I think he can, but he, here's some numbers for you, okay? Here's some facts. Ole Miss is averaging 309 rushing yards per game versus the SEC opponents this year, which is first in the SEC. But over the last four games, Missouri's defense has allowed 36.75 rushing yards per game, which is second in the country. Who are they playing in those games? I mean, that's fair. You can say that. I'm just saying, here's here's my prediction for this game. Not taking any way, anything away from their defense. To give those numbers up, you're good. But I feel like if Kelly Bryant is coming out 85% to 100%, we're talking about this man can potentially put up 500 passing yards on the secondary. And another thing, Ole Miss has struggled for years with dual threat quarterbacks. Yeah. Cannot stop a dual-threat quarterback. And I'm, I'm up against the wall here picking Ole Miss. I shouldn't do it. I cannot make myself pick against them. I want to pick them against Alabama, even though I know it's stupid. <laughs> I cannot pick Missouri. Brady Scott has picked Missouri in this game. and I, Shame on you. I, I think he's just trying to either win one or think that he's going to jinx himself. But uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss in this game because I really think that the uh, the running game can pick up and the defensive line is going to have to play better or play like they did last week against Vanderbilt and get pressure on Kelly Bryant so they can win this ball game. Uh, next up, we have USC at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, Brady Scott's taking USC. Who you guys at? Oh, that's an interesting game. That's, to me – Maybe wrong, but to me, that's up there with LSU, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma this weekend. It's 
It's going to be a good game. Big time game every year. You never know what's going to happen. Wherever it's played, obviously I'm a big SEC guy. So I feel like Notre Dame's overrated every year. Uh, well, as, they, well, they are. As well as USC. But it's so hard to pick this game, especially with being at Notre Dame. But Notre Dame looked really good at Georgia. They, uh, they held their own for a while. So I'm going to pick Notre Dame to win this game. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad pick. I think USC is going to win this game. I'm going to agree with Brady Scott because – They've they've shown flashes of how good they can be, and Graham Harrell is doing an excellent job running this offense in the air raid with all seventy five quarterbacks he's had to. I agree. Endure. I wouldn't be surprised whoever won this game. I mean, at ten and a half, I think at the very least, uh, USC would cover this game. You know, it's it's not a crazy thing to think. I mean, they they did beat Utah, uh, which was a top ten team. At, but it, I mean, it was at home, but they still beat them. So I think that they really have a good chance to win this game, and not a lot of people are giving the credit that they deserve. Next up, we have Penn State at Iowa. Penn State's a three and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, Brady Scott is taking Iowa. Who are you taking in this one? It's also another tough pick. Uh, I thought James Franklin coming to a great team when he had Trace McSorley and uh, Saquon Barkley. But now they're gone. They're still winning. It, it's hard to believe, really. I thought you know, what he did with Vandy, they were a decent team, but they didn't never they didn't ever reach the reach the top. But he him. didn't have the resources really that's, there. Like he that's right. That's right. But they didn't be they wasn't as good as they should have been. And then when he went to Penn State, I thought that was a mediocre hire because of what he did at Vandy. Yeah. And then when he got there, I was like, well, they got McSorley and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, of course they're freaking good. I could win with them. And they left, and they're still winning. They're, what, number 10 right now? Yeah, I think so. They're a top 10 team. They're winning games. They're not losing. So, honestly, I think he's getting the job done. And I think they're going to win at Iowa. It's not going to upset. They're a favorite. In my mind, it's kind of upset if you win at Iowa. It's hard to win there. But Iowa looked awful last week against Michigan. You're right. I mean, Jake Patterson's looked bad this year. Oh, he's looked awful. And for Jim Patterson, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh to go in there and win? Yeah. Not great. So I'm picking Penn State to win this game. I'm picking Penn State to win this game also. Uh, I think Sean Clifford, the quarterback at Penn State, has done an outstanding job. I, I think James Franklin has done an outstanding job. And uh, I feel like they're going to roll in Iowa and, and uh, take this win. Uh, next up, we have Oklahoma at Texas. Um, the Red River rivalry, Red River showdown, Red River shootout, whatever they're calling it this year. Uh, that's taking place this weekend at 11 o'clock. Oklahoma is a 10-point favorite in this game. Brady Scott takes me and says, Horns down, Jalen wants Bama, Sooners easy. Who are you taking in this game and what are your thoughts on it? Couldn't agree more with Brady Scott. Um, Jalen Hurts' response was freaking perfect. When I asked about the Red River rivalry, 
He said, hey, I'm not worried. I've been in Iron Bowl. Rat poison. I'm not taking it. I mean, he's been in the National Championship game, he, too. He's not worried. He played Alabama under Nick Saban. What? I mean, what could offer more pressure than that? I mean, why would you be more scared of anything than a Nick Saban butt chewing? I look at the five foot man, and I'm scared to death. He's a great coach. I hate him. Oklahoma all the way, horns down. Uh, we're gonna make it a trifecta here. Even if Oklahoma doesn't cover, uh, I still tend to win this ball game because I really don't think that Jalen Hurts is gonna let this team lose. I know that they look a little shaky against Kansas. That game was never in doubt, but they didn't win it like I felt like they should have since I bet them to cover. But I really think that uh, playing this game, I think they're all kind of looking forward to it. And it's going to be a big game. I understand that. It's a big rivalry, but Sooners all the way. Next up, we have Florida at LSU. LSU's a 13.5 point favorite in this game. Brady Scott's taking LSU. Who are you taking in this one, and what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think at LSU, it's so hard to win there, especially at nighttime. It's called Death Valley for a reason. You go there to die. Um, Florida is, like we said earlier, we've been overrated, I feel. Maybe a little better off without Felipe Franks. Dan Mullen, as much as I hate to say it, has done a better job than I hoped he would have. Um, but at Death Valley, I think that their role against Auburn ends. I do feel like 13 and a half may be a little much for a spread, especially with the debate that's going on this week about DBU. Uh, we're going to find out tomorrow night. And I feel like LSU is going to win, but to cover that 13 and a half is going to be really tough. Yeah, I think covering 13 and a half is going to be uh, very tough for them also. But, I mean, we're talking about – now, I know this may not mean anything, but LSU rolled into uh, Vanderbilt, and uh, Vanderbilt put up 38 points on them. That's true. That was that was so shocking. I couldn't believe it. It's I mean, I know they come, they won, they won by twenty eight points, but and I mean that's a great win. But that's kind of what I'm looking at. Of you're not going to put up sixty points. I mean, you don't want to go to <clears throat> South Florida and went by ten points. You don't want them to put up thirty five against you. Yeah. Even if you put up seventy, that's a loss for your defense every day. I think LSU wins this game, uh, but I'm with you, man. Uh, 13 and a half, I think the LSU can cover it, but they're they, going to have to jump they out They definitely early. can, but it's it's a stretch. I'm not saying it's impossible. They could win by 21, but their defense is going to show up to do it. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get in our, our area dogs this week. I'm taking USC as a 10 and a half point underdog against Notre Dame. Brady Scott picked Missouri to win, but he has Ole Miss here at plus 12 to cover. So that's very interesting, and I'm sure he hopes he actually wins outright. Uh, who is your dog this week, Zach? Hey, I really, really like Brady Scott's underdog. Um, 
I feel like Ole Miss has a great chance to win the game outright, definitely to cover. But I really feel like UConn is going to cover 34.5 points against Tulane. I know UConn's not a great team. It's not going to happen. I'm trying to tell you this. Tulane's a good team. Okay. 34 and a half points. You're telling me Tulane can't beat these boys 35 to nothing? Well, they definitely can. I feel like they will. Probably 45 to nothing. That's a huge spread, man. I think you're underestimating how terrible UConn is. Yeah. Probably am. They're the worst football team in the country. No, they're not. Name a worst football team. That is a Division One football team that's worse than them. That competes at the FBS level. South Alabama. Nope. South Alabama. No. They're terrible. No, they're not this terrible. Rutgers isn't even this okay. terrible, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Rutgers and UConn will I'm play not, in the toilet bowl. I'm not saying they're not terrible. And Rutgers would still blow them out. I'm not saying they're not terrible. I'm just saying 34 and a half points is a huge spread. You get up by 30 points, you're putting your third string in. Okay? They still got their first string Their in. third string could probably play a decent game with UConn's starters. I just okay. I'm not saying wrong. I'm not, but I was just really trying. I'm hard. just trying to talk you out of this pig. It's hard for Ohio State to cover that against a mediocre team with their third string in. Ohio State would beat UConn 100 to nothing if I'm they not, played starters yeah. to finish and ran their offense every snap. Of the I'm game. not denying that. I'm just saying that is a huge spread. It's so big. It is hard to cover that. I'll be willing to put $20 on this. Are you going to put $20 on it? I'm not. Okay, so you're not willing to put it. I'll be willing to, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, we have the same bookie, so I don't know what you bet. By the way, are you going to come on the gambling show in the morning? I most definitely am, but I would not listen to my picks. Yeah, because you're... Because you literally are saying, I'm willing to put $20 on UConn, but you're not. You just admitted that you're not. I'm hot and I'm cold. Right now, I'm freezing cold. All right, we're going to get into some NFL picks here. Uh, first up, we have the Seahawks at the Browns. The Seahawks are a one-point favorite. Uh, Brady Scott's got the Seahawks. Who are you taking in this game? Big surprise that Brady Scott's taking the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, he's a Browns fan, but I think he's actually realized that they're a straight dumpster fire. Being realistic, they had a good game last week, didn't they? Yeah, they played Monday Night Football against the uh, 49ers. No, it was 31 to 3. What was the week before? The Ravens, and they won. Yeah, week before that. I'm sorry. Had a good game. I guess Lamar Jackson's been on fire. Monday Night Football, not so much. Oh. <laughs> uh, Seahawks don't look bad. Um, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. He's having an MVP season. He's going to throw touchdown. When there's nobody open, he's going to scramble. <laughs> it doesn't matter where he's at. Seahawks by one? Yes. They're going to cover that. Yeah. And they're going to win this game. Yeah, I got Seahawks as well. I just think Russell Wilson is going to be too much. Uh, but Also because uh, <laughs> Cleveland's secondary is banged up. Uh, Hopefully, DKF catches two touchdowns at least. Yeah. Next up, we got the 49ers at the Rams. The Rams are a three-point favorite. Uh, Brady Scott's taking the 49ers in this game. Who you got? 
Not so fast. I love this matchup. Uh, Gurley's out. More than likely. Uh, Foreigners look really good. Yeah. But against the Browns. Yeah, they haven't really played uh, very many teams. It's, it's hard to put a finger on the Browns right now. So, they beat a good team by 10. Lose to a good team by 10. How do you compare that to another team? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of the circus of the NFL. Uh, the Chiefs and the Rams and the Patriots barely win in one week, and you had bad teams that beat them. Uh, but Fortnite's undefeated. I don't know that they've really faced a test like they're about to. I feel like Aaron Donald's going to really get after Garoppolo this week in the running game. I feel like the Rams are going to pull it out. Especially at home. McVay is 10-0 straight up in games that he's coached that he's had extra time to prepare for. Fact. After That's this, a great stat. After this week, he will be 10-1 because I'm going to jump on this 49ers bandwagon. Their defense looked really good. Uh, Nick Boza looked really good. This defensive line's good. And if you can pressure golf, and if Gurley doesn't play, I think that I mean that there's a really good chance that that you can. All you have to do is take Cooper Cup out of the situation and pressure golf, and then it's over with. McVay's an overrated play caller, and I think Kyle Shanahan proves that he's the offensive genius of the NFL and not Sean McVay. You know when we're talking about young guys, because we all know who the real offensive genius is, and he's down in New Orleans. I don't disagree at all, but. I can see the game going either way. I just don't know that the 49ers have really played. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and that's fine that you're you're weary of that. I don't criticize you for it. Yeah, but the four, the uh, I'm sorry, the Rams haven't been that good lately. No, they've been terrible. They were great against the Saints. They weren't even great against the Saints. The Saints were terrible against the Rams. Yeah. Either way, we may be surprised. Uh, here's a shocker for you: Saints at the Jaguars. Jaguars are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Brady Scott says Saints. I definitely don't disagree with him. Who are you taking? Gosh, I love, Min- I love Minshew Mania so much. I love him. He's a Mississippi boy. I love him so much. I want him to win, but not this week. I just think the Saints defense has stepped up so much since Drew Brees went out. When Drew Brees was playing – the Saints defense was absolutely terrible. Eli Apple and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore and PJ Williams were terrible. Now they have stepped up so much since Drew Brees went down. Not to mention Alvin Kamara. If Kamara's out this week, it's going to be so hard for them to win this game. If Kamara steps up and plays, the Saints are going to win this game. Not to mention they're playing outdoors out of the Superdome. But I'm still taking the Saints to win on the road outright. Even if Kamara's hurt, honestly, I think that they could still beat them. Because there's a guy on uh, the Saints team. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but his name is Michael Thomas. And he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. And there's he's bar none. I've heard of him a time or two. Not many times, but... Uh, Teddy Bridgewater found him a couple times last week. Yeah, finally, finally opened. What it up a surprise! Here. Latavius Murray's not terrible. He he's looked, a, he's looked awful. 
He hasn't been used a whole lot of times, though. I feel like if he got the bulk you of the load. Give 20 or 30 carries a game. He might surprise you. Yeah. I'm not saying he's been good by no means, but if Kamara is limited, which he very possibly could be with the injury, Murray may surprise you on Sunday and beat the Jaguar. Next up, we have the Texans at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a four-point favorite. Brady Scott's taking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Who are you taking in this game? Oh, my uh, Patrick Mahomes bit me straight in the butt a couple weeks ago. Um, against the Lions? Yes. No, not against – no. They pulled out against the Lions the week after that. Oh, So, last week against the Colts? Against the Colts last week. Yes, they lost. That right. But the Colts playing great football right now. They are. To go with Percet is a huge surprise. Yes. Um, I've learned to not doubt Deshaun Watts and DeAndre Hawkins and J.J. Watt. They dang near broke my heart the first Monday night of the year, or the first Monday night game of the year against the Saints. Um, this game is very, very difficult, but I think that being at home is going to be the difference maker with the Chiefs. They're going to win it. Uh, I'm going to take the opposite right here. I'm going I'm to go with Deshaun Watson because he is also having an MVP candidate season. Yes. Uh, right now, I think that there's a. Uh, Three guys that are just leading the pack, and it's Will, Russell Wilson, Sean Watson, and Christian McCaffrey, and they're just playing great football. Uh, I think that that this Texans Chiefs AFC matchup has the potential to be the next Manning Brady rivalry for many years to come. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It will, but we're gonna find out Sunday because this is the first very, time they played. Very true. I don't look for it to be a blowout at all. No, no. I think it's going to be a very good game. It it should be a nail biter. If the tech, if it's a touchdown or more game, I see it going to Chiefs way, but I can see it being very, very close. Here's a question for you. Do you think that Mitchell Trubisky wakes up every morning and thinks, why the hell did the Bears trade up to get me when they could have got Mahomes or Watson? Do you think Bears fans probably wake up and ask themselves that question every single day? Why wouldn't they? Look at what – he ain't been bad. Trubisky? Yeah. He's been terrible. Last year – this year, yeah. Last year, not so much. But Watson – We're talking about homes? a guy who was yeah. taking number two overall. They they traded up to at, get him. When you look at what Mahomes has done, oh, my gosh, you can't. You can't help but wonder what could have been. And Watson, I thought it was dumb when Davos Sweeney said the Michael Jordan of football. I also did too. But you kind of started to believe him a little bit. He's not there yet. But I bet you're starting to believe it. But you're starting to see it a little bit. Well, and Maybe Davos hey, wasn't a dumbass. He, he may be a Cam Newton. He may be good for four years and then start sucking. Okay, let's calm but, down here. Cam Newton doesn't suck. He has battled too many injuries. He takes too many shots. That's what that's what happens when you're a dual third quarterback. I think with Cam Newton gets 100, percent he'll, he'll start especially wrong. When he gets 100, percent he'll run and get hit again and get hurt again. Oh my. That's what happens in the NFL. You cannot run on 40 percent of the plays and stay healthy. You can argue it all you want, but it's true. Well, you how the hell run. do the running backs stay healthy or the wide receivers? People treat quarterbacks like they're just this fragile piece of china. 
and you can't like open the cabinet to play with them or eat off of them. You They're hurt, to be looked at, not touched. If you hurt the arm of a running back, he can still hold the ball. You hurt the arm of a quarterback, he can't throw anymore. He's done for three weeks, if not way longer than that. Quarterbacks don't take the beating that running backs take every single week. They don't train for it. What? Look at Christian McCaffrey. He's a – oh, my gosh – He's a man among boys. It's ridiculous. Have you seen a picture of him with his shirt off? It's a weird question. I'm gonna say no on this one because I you haven't either. seen that on Twitter. I seen him, you know, when he was uh, in the cutoffs this summer. He's a freaking monster. He would eat Cam Newton for breakfast. Yogi Roth, the the uh, guy I was talking about earlier that came on our podcast. Uh, he said that McCaffrey was the best football player he'd ever seen when he I, was in college. I, I don't doubt it. I mean, he did not get the respect he deserved playing on the West Coast, and it's a shame. He should have won the Heisman. One, if not two years, he should have won it. He was amazing at Stanford, and he's showing it right now with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Well, the last game we are going to pick – you can dub it the Tua Bowl, the Toilet Bowl, whatever you want to. But somebody's got to – I say somebody's got to win. They can actually tie. Redskins at the Dolphins. Redskins are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Brady Scott's taking the Redskins. I don't know why. Who you got in this game? It is the worst of the worst. It's so hard to pick this game. I don't know if the Redskins players are happy – that Jay Gruden is gone or not. But I feel like they'll be fired up. They changed quarterback, went back to Case Keenum, got rid of Colt McCoy. Which is stupid. I feel like they're fired up. The Dolphins are bad. Why? Why? Okay, so here's here's my thing about it. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Redskins. The Dolphins players are trying to get traded. Okay. So – you fire Jay Gruden. First of all, you wake this man up at five o'clock and tell him to come in and just to fire him. That's a bad way to do it. I would. If they had called me, I would have been like, "Am I getting fired? Yes or no?" And if they said yes, I'd been like, all right, "I'll be there by nine, pick up my things." I would have went back to sleep. Probably the first, you know, booked the first flight to Mexico to hang out in Cancun, take a vacation. But the problems that we saw was, well. The office, the front office, liked Dwayne Haskins, and that's why we drafted him. But Jay Gruden doesn't like him, and he's not going to play him. So you fire the man, you get the new coach, and he's still not playing Dwayne Haskins. I mean, what do you have to lose, really? Well, maybe this new interim coach seeks something. Dwayne Haskins may not be NFL ready yet. Okay, but Jay Gruden thought, thought the same thing. And they thought, well, why don't we play? Maybe he's trying to work his way into an NFL job in the future. Nobody wants the Redskins to win this game more than Dwayne Haskins. Because if they lose, he's probably going to be looking at another Josh Rosen situation. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I feel like this coach is trying to coach himself into a future NFL role. Look, listen. We... We got a new coach here in for the Redskins. They're going back to Keenum. They're awful. The Dolphins are awful. But listen, 
they've at least got the same coach. They got a game plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dolphins in this game. And I'm not saying Case Keenum's a great quarterback. Last year in Denver, correct? Yes. He and the year before that with the Vikings, correct? Was saved by good defenses. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback. He's a game manager. That's well, what I he think is. that he thrived a little bit more in uh, Pat Shermer's system in Minnesota. I, I really do. And you also had Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook. It's it's easy to be good with those guys around you and in the right system. So is he better than Kirk Cousins? Case Keenum? Yeah. It's hard to say. Look what he did with those receivers compared to what Kirk Cousins doing. With his Kirk but you also Cousins have to look receivers, at the system. They're in two different systems. Kirk Cousins' receivers aren't doing anything but calling him out and begging to get traded right now. They're begging for the ball because he's terrible. So that, back to my question, who's better at Minnesota? Who's better at Minnesota? Oh, Case Keenum's better. Okay. But who's the better quarterback overall? But look what they're both. But look what below Chark Cousins did at Washington. He won some games. Again, I mean, different. I mean, and Jay Gruden didn't believe in him then either. Neither, yeah, the white that's Redskins what he had. So, I feel like this this interim coach is trying to get work his way into a future head coach job in the NFL. I don't know, man. Well, well, definitely. It's going to be an interesting Sunday and Saturday. I'm um, looking forward to it. Uh, real quick before we go, uh, one question we asked all our guests. I know this is your first time on the show. Uh, glad you came on. One random question, and I'm going to keep it to the same that we've been we've been doing lately. If you have to watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? That's the hardest question I've heard on this whole show. That's the hardest? Yeah. I mean, we've asked it pretty, pretty recently. So the hardest question I've heard. So it kind of tells me that you don't ever listen to us. So um, thanks for the support. I do listen time and again. Uh, when I was a kid, I would have said no doubt Full House. I'm over that now. It's definitely. you up. Yeah. Definitely between friends and how I met your mother. It, I feel like that's an unanswerable question. I mean, you know what mine is. Yeah, I do. It's how much your mother, no doubt. And I can't say that you're wrong, but both of those shows relate to me so much. But the show you asked me to play for you when you first got here was How I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah, because I've seen Friends 17,000 times. Um, I'm going to say... How much your mother? Because I'm so familiar with friends, I can quote almost every episode word for word. So I'll go with how much your mother. But I mean, you got to think for the rest of your life. You, at some point, you'll be able to quote how I met your mother. I can already quote how I met your mother word for word and friends in the office. And I, I'll take how I met your mother over any day of the week. I forgot the office. It's uh, every time I watch it over and over again. It's it's just such a. Huge laugh for me. Yeah, it is. It's it's amazing the show, and it took me about three times watching the first season to finally get hooked onto it. It was so slow to start with, but yeah, because Michael Scott is an acquired taste. He is. But how much your mother's just? I'll never get old, or I never get tired of 
any episode. I can watch every episode over and over again, never get tired of it. I literally have to keep myself from watching How I Met Your Mother because I feel like people are like, this man's got a problem. I've watched that show 11 times all the way through, start to finish. Just sat down and watched it. That's how I was with Friends. And uh, So, Frasier isn't in this, in this conversation for you? No. The only... You don't like Frasier as much as your dad? The only reason I watch Frasier is because my dad, Tony Freeman, shout out to him. The only reason I watch it is because he's half falling asleep and watching it. And I'm stuck watching it because he has the remote and I can't change the channel. <laughs> That's the only reason I know anything about Frasier. All right, well, this has been another edition of the Air Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm Chandler Carney. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Carney underscore 14. He's Zach Freeman. You want to plug anything? At Zach F underscore 10. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, man. Y'all have a great weekend.